In Gaza, Hamas officials say at least 700 people have been killed in the last 24 hours. It means, according to those officials, that the total number killed in this war is now more than 5,700, including more than 2,300 children. Our special correspondent, Fergal Keane, who's in Jerusalem, has been working with teams on the ground in Gaza to file this report. Some of the footage is hard to watch and a warning that it is distressing from the very beginning. What war would take away, they race to save. The young life of Yazam al-Aidi. The adult hand on the child's heart, it could not save him. This boy did survive the airstrikes doctors at Al Nasser Hospital say killed 166 people. The little boy asks if his family is okay. Of the nearly 6,000 said by Gaza health authorities to have been killed so far, around 40% are reported to be children. Sharif Al-Akras came with his wounded son. To our camera, he asked, were the children the enemies, the ones who'd kidnapped and killed? There are the other wounds, what war does to the spirit of a child. Salma is nine. Dima Alamdani mourning her parents and seven siblings. Another daughter of the Alamdani family. And a son. Where those who've known older wars watch their young inherit desolation. Israel says it's only targeting the men who brought terror to its people. The UN leadership has condemned Israeli bombing of southern Gaza and accused Hamas of using civilians as human shields. Death can come from the air at any time. This was Khan Yunus in the south of the Gaza Strip at half past 12 today, filmed by a BBC journalist. The war has displaced 1.4 million. In the tented camp of Khan Yunus, cleanliness, part of the struggle to preserve dignity. At night it's cold and there aren't enough blankets. We are sleeping on dirt, the children are all sick. Where are the rights of our children? Where are our human rights? The fun and the friendship of childhood. They grasp what they can, knowing how brutally it can be lost. Fergal Keane, BBC News, Jerusalem. The worsening humanitarian situation in Gaza is evident. And the UN agency responsible for Palestinian refugees says that because of Israeli restrictions on aid, it will run out of fuel tomorrow. Israel disputes the lack of fuel.
The BBC's Gaza reporter, Rushdie Abu Alouf, reports now from a hospital in Khan Yunus in southern Gaza on the increasingly desperate struggle of ordinary people. Behind this door, doctors are fighting to save the life of Naveen Abu Oda. She was badly injured this morning while she was pregnant in an air strike in the Al Amal neighborhood in Khan Yunis. Doctors rescued the baby by caesarean, a quick caesarean uh, operation. Uh, uh, her husband was, was killed alongside uh, members of the same family, but the mother is inside fighting for her life and for her uh, baby. The hospital here in Nasser uh, are struggling to cope with the number of people injured. I have seen people treated in the corridor of the hospitals, people are treated uh, in the uh, 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 courtyard of the hospital because today was one of the uh, deadliest attacks uh, done by Israel, uh, uh, by Israel uh, so far. This hospital is among uh, uh, like the uh, three, four hospitals in the south. It's the area where Israel asked 1.2 million people in the north to flee, but this is the biggest one and it's, uh, it's been struggling without, without fuel to run the uh, main generator in the hospital. And also they said they have to cancel all of non-essential uh, uh, operation and they are only treating people with life-saving injury. Uh, correspondent Rushdie Abu Alouf reporting there from Gaza. Well, Jeremy Bowen is with me. Um, Jeremy, as we heard earlier, the UN at pains mm. to be even-handed in criticising both sides, Israel and Hamas. But that doesn't make the Israeli government's life any easier. I think it makes them really, really angry that they're getting any criticism at all. They are absolutely infuriated and totally reject any suggestion that there could be any equivalence in what's going on. Uh, Israelis are always very aware, Israeli politicians, generals, leaders, that when they start a military operation, if you like, two clocks start ticking. The first clock is how long they need to get to fulfill their military objectives. And in this case, they're talking about sometimes perhaps months, not weeks. The other clock is how long it takes before the United Nations and their friends, as well as their enemies, demand a ceasefire. And I think that what's happening here is because so many people are being killed that the worst, um, the largest number of Israelis killed in a single day in the history of their state. And since then, more than 5,000 Palestinians killed in Gaza in just a couple of weeks. Uh, I think because of that, that diplomatic clock has gone into hyperdrive. And so people in the UN are saying, We've got to have a ceasefire. There's got to be a, a way of getting humanitarian aid in safely and people have to stop dying. The Israelis, on the other hand, are saying they have barely started. The ground operation hasn't started yet. Now, what normally happens, what is happening right now, is that the Americans cover them, their diplomatic backs. And also Britain's helping, the French are helping. French President Macron was, was here as well. But I think this pressure will continue to mount because of those scenes coming out of Gaza. And I think the Israelis will not be put off by that, though they are aware that, if you like, the legitimacy of their operation will ultimately be affected by the numbers of people being killed. But don't forget, all the estimates are that if the Israeli army 
goes in on the ground to Gaza and the Prime Minister Mr. Netanyahu was saying again today to soldiers that the next phase is coming and you will be the spearhead. If that happens, there will be many more Palestinian casualties. So I think there's going to be a lot more anger at the United Nations and other places. And I think the Americans are going to be protecting them, vetoing resolutions. They've already vetoed one that they see as, uh, as detrimental to Israel's interests. But it's interesting that right from the outset, President Joe Biden has been saying, yes, Israel has the right to defend itself, but it has to do it within the framework of international humanitarian law. And tonight, no less a person than the UN Secretary General is saying that that is being violated.